0: Welcome to the Plexus presidential podcast series. We are excited to have Dr. Daniel Wuba, president of Millersville University, as our guest.
1: Well, Dr. Daniel Wuba, hey, thank you so much for taking the time to to have a conversation with us. You know, I always like to start with your personal journey. Mm -hmm. Can you talk to me and, and talk to the audience about who are the mentors that really helped shape your path?
0: Okay, um, I was, of course, I was born in Ghana. I came to the U.S. after I got my baccalaureate degree in Ghana to do my graduate studies, did my master's at University of Akron and my doctorate at University of Georgia. I started uh, my career at Towson at State University at that time. It's now called Towson University. And I'm a microbiologist by training. So, um... In my professional career, I can identify three main people who have been very pivotal in where I am now. The first one is uh, Dr. Linwood Rose, who uh, is currently the president emeritus of James Madison University. Um, after 1000, I went to JMU as associate dean. And after three years, I worked with uh, Linwood Rose, who was president at that time as an uh, assistant Uh, for diversity initiatives, as well as being in charge of enrollment management. And um, before that, while I was at Towson, Dr. Freeman Hibowski, who was then the president of uh, the University of Maryland, Baltimore County, was one of my mentors. He was uh, actually the first person who called me and sat me down and said, I had the potential to become a president in the future. And I've kept in touch with him since uh, the early 90s. The other person who was pivotal in my career as uh, a mentor is Dr. Mark McNamee, who uh, was the provost at Virginia Tech. After being at James Madison for seven years, I went down to University of Florida at Gainesville uh, for two years as associate provost. And I came to Virginia Tech back to the Shenandoah Valley uh, as the deputy provost, and I was there for five years. And at that time, uh, the provost was Dr. Mark McNamee. And he was also someone who really encouraged me in my journey uh, to go as far as I could as an academic uh, administrator. So I consider these three people to be some of my uh, my key uh, mentors. There's one other person who has passed away who was more of a a peer mentor. He's called uh, Mr. Tedzaleski. I met him at uh, Thousand, and I kept in touch with him throughout my career. So those uh, people are the ones that I would uh, say were my mentors. And I want to um, talk a little bit about mentorship and professionally for me, it's important. I truly believe that, you know, for any professional to succeed, it is always important to uh, surround yourself with the right people. And among them should be your mentors. I believe in mentorship so much that, when I came to Millersville in 2018, I set up you know, a mentorship program for the whole campus and we created a position. So we currently have a director of mentorship who works with our students and connects them to alumni and other professionals to help them in their own journeys.
1: Well, and I'll tell you, you know, when you look at uh, Millersville University in particular, Uh, you know, belonging, and and to your point, I think mentorship, from my perspective, really helps uh, a student, a faculty member, staff member, whoever it might be, someone that they can really lean on, you know, as a mentor, and and Mm -hmm. understand that, hey, you're not doing it alone. So, you know, this really, for me, ties into the conversation also around diversity and inclusion, and I've heard many times that Without belonging, diversity and inclusion doesn't mean a lot. So can you talk about how important is it to to feel that sense of belonging? Again, whether it be a student, whether it be a faculty member, a staff member, how important is belonging and how do you make that happen?
0: Well, I would say um, the whole sense of belonging uh, is a key component of the educational process Journey that all students take at Millersville. And it starts first by, you know, during the recruitment process, and uh, when students visit campus, we make sure that we share with them what we call our epic values. And the epic uh, stands for exploration, professionalism, public mission, integrity, inclusion, and compassion. And these are the six factors that We use as the driving force behind everything that we do. So, you know, when you think about inclusion being a core value of the institution, it tells you how much we make sure that it pervades everything that we do. And that links us and that brings in the issue of the sense of belonging. We are a campus that has a fair amount of commuter students. For some of these commuter students, they come to campus to take classes, but in between classes, they need to have somewhere, let's say they can sit and study. So we try to provide them those spaces and those spaces are structured such like that while they're on campus, though they are here for that period in terms of studying, they would look at it as, you know, they are part of the community. They have, they belong to the community at that time. But even beyond that, we actually encourage our faculty to work with our students in hands-on experiences. So ranging from our science classes through social work, you know, and in the um, music entertainment industry, we encourage faculty to work with the students in projects that creates that sense of connectedness to the campus, to the profession, as part of their training or education to become professionals. and. Having a faculty mentor is key for most of our undergraduate students to succeed. It provides them, you know, several opportunities. I would say it contributes to their personal and professional development through providing them guidance and advice. It helps them in their career development. It helps in networking opportunities. And for most students, this kind of a sense of belonging also helps them in building their own confidence and self-esteem which is critical for them to enhance their decision-making skills. And these skills that they acquire become competencies that then help them to succeed when they leave Millersville. So it is a very uh, interwoven effort with a bedrock of building a community that makes it, you know, makes everyone feel the sense of belonging to this campus.
1: Well, I know, you know, the value of education, I feel like, is being challenged today, more so than maybe it ever has. Um, can you talk about what, what has education done for you? What does it mean for you personally? And then what do you tell parents and students that, that you know, may challenge, hey, help me understand the value of, of education in a
0: degree? Okay. Well, you know, my personal story, I would say it's a classic example. I was born in Ghana. Growing up, I never could imagine myself becoming a president of, you know, a regional comprehensive university in the United States. Actually, I'm the first Ghanaian born to have this privilege of being a leader of, you know, a president of a four-year public university in this country. But um, for me, the value, I have a story about the value of education that I think will also shed some light about why I consider education very important. It's a short story, but I believe in stories. My mom was admitted to college when she was in high school. This was in the t- 1930s. My grandfather, and she had, my mom had a full scholarship, but my grandfather refused to let her go to college. And at that time, his reason was that no matter how educated my mom becomes, she would end up as somebody's wife and sit in the person's kitchen. So he never allowed her to go to college. And my mom made it a point that whenever she had children, she would make sure that each and every one of her child would go to college. And she did it by herself because my dad died when we were young. I was seven years when my father passed away and there were four of us. But my mom working as a seamstress was able to get all four of us through college because she knew the power of education and how it can change not only an individual, but a whole family and generations to come. So when I talk to parents, I share this story with them. But when I bring it back to our current local context, in most cases, you know, we realize there's data that shows that, you know, higher education, Uh, provides additional compensation throughout a person's career compared to someone who uh, just gets a high school diploma. So if you, the higher, the more you are educated, the greater the chance that you earn higher, you know, um, that your compensation will be higher. So getting higher education is important. It makes life, you know, uh, more affordable uh, for you. So education prepares individuals, you know, for lifelong careers. And I think, you know, that is very, very important to be educated so that, you know, you can have the tangible uh, benefits of being an educated person, not only in terms of your composition, but also for you to be an engaged citizen in the community in which you find yourself. So and let me just mention a few examples of the value of education as I see it. It enables those who are educated to really uh, connect themselves to real-world you know, challenges because in most cases, their horizons extend beyond that of someone who doesn't have a degree. Um, I explain to most parents and students that Education is one of the best investments because the return of, on investments is always higher than any other kind of investment that one can make in life. I explained the value of lifelong learning. As part of your higher education experience, you then acquire the skill of learning for life. And what Millersville provides in most cases, because our curriculum is rooted in the liberal arts and sciences, with the professions attached to it, it's like that students acquire the skill to be able to work in different fields, in most cases, from what they even majored in because they have that broad liberal arts education. you know so um, also you end up acquiring transferable skills through your higher education. and all these you know end up at the end of the day. You have, you know, uh, what I would say, a support system if you go through higher education. Okay, compared to if you don't have that higher education background, you have your own support system as well as, you know, and um, what you acquire from institution, and it emphasizes, you know, your personal growth as an individual when you get into you know, your degree or you get into you know, your higher education. And in doing so, the last thing I'll mention about it is we are very mindful at Millersville to engage the parents in educating our students because we know that they came from families and they will ultimately return to their families. So for example, we have uh, what we call a parents portal where we engage parents of our students to help us in most cases serve as co-pilots in the education of their children. So in a nutshell, in addition to my own story, I think there' are so many powerful reasons why one should get you know higher education and get a degree from a place like Millersville University
1: and so Millersville has roughly sixty seven sixty eight hundred students is that fair to say yes, okay, and so you know the competition in higher education is is intense, right, especially mm-hmm. up in the northeast um you know do you do you think of the cliff often
0: yes. <laughs> it's coming. Uh, we have about two years, you know, the 25, 26 uh, onwards. We expect the cliff coming.
1: And so how do, you, how do you address that? I mean, how, how big do you want to get, and where do you find your students?
0: Okay. Um, that actually is one of the questions that, you know, on my priority list and, and keeps me awake at night. But, you know, <laughs> thriving, you know, in a competitive higher education market, especially for a regional public university like ours, involves having strategic planning and a plan in place, being innovative, and focusing on meeting the diverse needs of students and the community. This is very, very critical. So let me list some of the strategies that we are using at Millersville for us to be able to compete and also to thrive. First, you know, we have to differentiate ourselves from the competition. And in this case, we do so by identifying unique programs or areas of expertise that can set us apart. An example, at Millersville, we have an emergency management program that is one of the best in the country. And so when you mention emergency management, you know, one of the sub areas is meteorology nationally. When you mention meteorology undergraduate programs, Millersville is always in the top 10 so that's an example of how we differentiate ourselves you know, from other um, institutions we also engage ourselves with the community by establishing strong ties with the local community both the business uh, community as well as you know outreach programs and set several set up several uh, partnerships uh, with our local uh, community we offer you know community education programs Uh, We offer workshops, we provide events to keep the community engaged to our local environment. We also in this day, and age, especially post-pandemic, we pay attention in the flexibility in how we deliver our academic programs. So we provide a flexible learning options to our students, including hybrid opportunities as well as part-time. We know that there's a large number of Americans in in our own backyard here. I think uh, we have close to 10,000 that's individuals who have some college credits but don't have a credential and so we have programs in place we call it degree completion programs that encourages them to come back to complete their degrees. That's one way by which we're able to compete in that sector. Our curricula are developed in such a way that they are responsive to the needs of the workforce or the industries in our local area because we believe in preparing career ready graduates who have a job that they can immediately um, go to start when they leave Millersville. So um, taking all of uh, this into consideration, we pay attention to the student experiences while they are at Millersville. And um, it's it's reflected actually in uh, our strategic plan, which has only four directions. And I can share it very briefly with you. The four directions, uh, the first direction is and uh, we call it uh, affordability and accessibility. That make sure that the cost of our education is reasonable, but still maintain excellent offerings and make it accessible to students. Now, once the students get to our campus, we flip to the second direction, which we call provide them with transformative experiences. That is where we include experiences such as hands-on experiences, the high-impact practices, to prepare them for the world in which they are going to live when they graduate. Our strategic direction three has to do with our people and place. If we don't have the right environment, we can't provide these transformative experiences to students. So our strategic direction three talks about providing the right environment, the spaces, the labs, and also providing support for our faculty and staff to be able to deliver what we promise. And the last strategic, the fourth strategic direction is we communicate our value. And in this case, we are talking about if we have this wonderful environment, great faculty, great staff, and we are providing this education, top quality education to students, but no one knows about it, okay, who cares? Who will come to Millersville? So we use our fourth strategic direction in a deliberate manner to communicate our value. And we do so in so many ways. By partnering, you know, for example, I put out an opinion, um, off offhand about once every three to six months in the local newspaper to make ourselves relevant. I share with the local community what is going on on campus. We have events on campus where we invite people from the local community. So by doing so, people know about the relevance of our university, and that is a way of recruiting the next class, the next generation of students. So it's very cyclic. So if we communicate our value well, we'll be able to then recruit the next cycle of students and we start the cycle all over again.
1: And how, how engaged are you with uh, with alumni? And how do you engage alumni?
0: Oh, alumni are so important in what we do. And I will just give you, you know, a, a some very quick example. Engaging them is crucial for the success and sustainability of our university. You no, know, we have and having an active and involved alumni can contribute to the investors' growth, it can enhance our reputation, and also provide valuable support. Let me share a couple, you know, a few strategies that we use. One, we have an alumni association with you know, leadership that they vote in place on an annual basis. We have, we, this uh, alumni association is actually considered one of our affiliate organizations as a university. And so um, they are very active. You know, they actually help the investor in so many ways. We communicate with them through so many channels. You know, in addition to mailings, we have social media communication with them. You know, we send um, them um, constant information about what is going on on the campus. We have dedicated alumni websites, and we provide them networking opportunities. So, for example, we have something we call Ville on the Road, where we invite you know, alumni in a specific region to come and meet with you know, Mill- Millersville faculty and staff. I often attend um, those events. And this provides not only in person, but we also do virtual events to keep them engaged. Our homecoming events and reunions are major as a university. And we always uh, encourage our alumni to come back. That actually um, is one way by which we engage them to serve, you know, to provide what we call, you know, our mentorship. they serve as mentors for our students. So in our mentorship program that we have a director of mentorship running, we have a lot of our alumni who serve as mentors for our current students. And this has been one way by which, you know, uh, the alumni feel connected. Our philosophy of engaging the alumni, in most cases, people think only about, you know, them giving back money. But we use the philosophy of time, talent and treasure. We have some alumni who have a lot of time to give back to the university. We have those who have talents that you know they can provide to the university. And then there are those who can also provide you know, their own uh, funding, their treasure um, to the university. So we use all those three as a way of engaging them. We uh, count on them to help us. For example, we do a one day give event and our alumni are always competing An example in the case of athletics, we have uh, the alumni from the various teams. So you have football alumni competing with baseball alumni as to who can give the who can donate the largest amount. Okay. That is a healthy way by which we engage with them and it's done all to support the university. And the final thing I'll talk about our engaging alumni is we are all human beings. We make sure that we recognize our alumni who go out of their way to really support the university in so many ways. So we have an annual alumni recognition event that we do on campus to uh, recognize them. And so these are some of the ways, you know, communicating with them, you know, making sure that they know what's going on at their alma mater. Oh,
1: absolutely. And now where where do you see Millersville University in the next five years or the next 10 years?
0: Um, Millersville is a regional comprehensive university and I would see uh, Millersville being true to its mission. If you look at the history of this university, it was built to address a specific need in Lancaster in the 1850s. There was a growing population within a five year period between uh, 1845 and 1855. The population in Lancaster grew by about you know 50%. So there were a lot of children, They needed, you know, uh, teachers to teach those children. That is the genesis of Millersville. It was initially built, you know, as an academy. But in training teachers on the short term process, they realized that there was a need for it, and so teaching teacher preparation is in the DNA of this university. I don't see that changing. We will remain a comprehensive university, but. At the end of the day, there will be uh, other there will be the kinds of programs that will be delivering will be in response to what the business world or the industries in our region demands. So I think we, our cost cost structure would basically remain liberal arts and sciences, and then different types of professions will be built on that. One other aspect of Millersville that it's likely would increase. Though so we see the cliff coming, you know, in two years time, we are positioning ourselves so that um, the cliff is mainly going to be for traditional age students coming from high school. But we know nationally, I, I mentioned earlier, nationally, there are 40.4 million individuals who have college you know, credits but don't have credentials. So we are positioning ourselves to grow our graduate programs so that, you know, we can get some of these individuals who may fit in the graduate programs or at the undergraduate level. You know, we still have what we call our bachelor's degree completion programs. That if we do that well, five to 10 years time from now, we would see more of those people uh, being students at Millersville. But ultimately, our goal is to meet our mission of making sure that we provide education, top-notch education at an affordable price. And I don't think that will ever change. How do you define student success? Student success is is something that, you know, um, it's it's subjective in terms of, you know, how one can define it, but there are certain elements that are common in, you know, uh, any uh, type of student success definition that one can think about, you would find, you know, these. Um, Let me uh, talk about it. You know, it really fits very well in, um, we took that into consideration in developing our strategic plan. So, um, one is bringing the students on board, bringing them to an environment where they will succeed, but they will only succeed if you provide, you know, the right environment for these students to succeed. So let me share with you what I consider, you know, uh, the approach we take at Millersville. We use a holistic view of students' achievement, their growth, and their well-being during their educational journey. And while, you know, we may have different definitions, there are some of the common aspects that fit under the concept of student success that I can quickly share with you. First of all, Academic achievement that is very important for students to be able to continue that in you know, their progressing uh, through their educational journey. So, in this case, you know we ensure that they attain high grades. We help them in mastering the curriculum, taking the right courses at the right time. Secondly, skill development. Student so, you know, success extends beyond grades and it involves the development of critical thinking problem-solving, communication, and other essential skills to prepare them for future challenges. So that is built into our concept of student success. The personal growth of the students is very important. Uh, This is necessary in order for the students to develop their increased self-confidence, their resilience, and their sense of responsibility. And this often can foster a positive attitude towards learning uh, beyond uh, and beyond Another aspect of student success that has now become more critical has to do with their emotional well-being, especially post-pandemic, because we all know what the pandemic did to you know, uh, that students in high school as well as in college. So we believe that a successful student is the one who maintains an emotional well-being, is able to cope with stress, and can build positive relationships. Their emotional intelligence and mental health are integral to their ability to succeed. We believe in that. And also, um, in student success, we ensure that we engage them. I mentioned earlier the uh, high-impact practices. Faculty work with them one-on-one. And uh, finally, one of the key aspects for student success to us is that we prepare them for future endeavors in the sense that we know that the majority of our students graduating will probably have three or four, at times six different jobs in their lives. Gone were the days where you get a job, when you graduate, you work there for 50 years and they give you a Rolex watch and you retire. It's not happening anymore. Students start and within two or three years, they have to change jobs. So uh, we actually prepare them to be able to handle the future challenges you know, when they enter and uh, the workforce.
1: Well, Dr. Daniel Wuba, thank you so much for your time today. We really, we really appreciate it. We, we love the thought leadership, and I really enjoyed the conversation.
0: Thank you very much, Mr. Johnson. I really appreciate the time. I've enjoyed this conversation, too. Thank you.
1: Thank you for joining the Plexus Presidential Podcast Series. For more information on the series, please visit us at plexus.com
0: forward slash solutions. Thank you.